It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, Headspacers? This is your boy, Dr. Mike here for another episode uh first and foremost the ladies have left me alone so y'all in trouble today y'all in trouble today y'all are just getting all dr mike <laughs> the ladies have left me alone today the team has left me alone and so uh y'all got me today <laughs> y'all got me today uh but first and foremost i just want to reach out to everybody thank you so much for tuning in thank you for our those of you who are tuning in doing our live broadcast, we broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube every, uh, what well, we try, Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And then thank you for those of you who are tuned in via our podcast. Uh, you can actually find the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, a bunch of different other podcasts. You can just Google Headspace with Dr. Mike and you will find the podcast and we upload it. We used to do it every Sunday at midnight, but we decided to go ahead as soon as the show is over. Let's go ahead and get the good the goodness out there. So uh, thank you all for tuning in today. Um, I definitely want to give a shout out to the Mothership Elevation Global Media Group under the direction of the Cassandra Ferguson. She is a powerhouse. I still need to get her on as a co-host. And so I got to make sure I do that. But um, definitely want to give a shout out to that team over there. Uh, thank you so much for believing in us when we didn't believe in ourselves. And uh, so you need to check out Elevation Global Media, especially for those of you who may be interested in getting your own podcast worked out. Uh, they definitely can help you out. I got Denver in the house. Kevin, what's up, homie? Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. I know some other folk are tuning in. Make sure you let us know in the chat that you are here. Hey, today is a lot interactive because it's just me. So it's me talking. So I'm going to be relying on y'all to help keep the conversation going. You are all going to be my co-host today. Uh, but starting out, I just want to say um, I all praise and honor to the Lord. Uh, he is worthy of praise, glory, and honor. Uh, this time last week, I was actually in the hospital, the University of Maryland, uh, St. Joseph's Hospital um, on Thursday, uh, two weeks ago. So back backpedal a little bit. Uh, on Father's Day, I had the opportunity to preach at my home church in, um, in, in Baltimore, and uh, it was a great it was a great service. Good to see you, Sister Moore. Oh, nice to see you, Mother Moore. Uh, she is tuned in. Um, anyway, I got to preach at my home church. Had a good time. Great service. Uh, was really awesome. Hung out with my parents at my parents' house to celebrate Father's Day with my dad. And uh, when we got home, I was walking up the steps. I was a little more labored in my breathing walking the steps. And it was only walking the steps that was laborious. After that, just sitting and resting, no, no big thing. I was like, what's going on? You know, and I was just recovering from a, a sinus infection. So I was like, maybe that's what's going on. So Monday I woke up and um, it was Juneteenth and my son, son's classmates um, and parents and his uh, fourth grade teacher got together at a local park uh, for, um, you know, just a little cookout and stuff. Well, actually, it was just a little get together. It wasn't even a cookout. And it was walking from the picnic area to the car that I actually had to lean over. And I was like, man, what is really going on? Because y'all, I want y'all to understand something. As I'm losing weight, right, it, I, I'm getting more active. And, and and this was not very good. So in the meanwhile, in the back of my mind, I know that I have a team member who uh, possibly has a COVID um COVID situation. She's waiting to get her test results back because she her sister had COVID or whatever have you. And so in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that, but I don't have any other symptoms, but this is that. So I'm like, I wonder what's going on. So um Tuesday I wake up and um it was it was a little worse worse walking from my bedroom to the home office. And um it's like something's just not right. Tuesday evening, and, and I go for a COVID test. I do the home thing, it comes back negative. Um, go to choir rehearsal that night and literally walking from the parking lot to the choir room, I had to stop three times to get myself together. And this is, y'all, this is not good. So after choir rehearsal, I said to Cheryl, I said, something's just not right. She was like, well, maybe, you know, it's let's just wait a couple of days just to see what's going on. It's probably, you know, getting over the sinus infection, whatever, whatever. 
Wednesday, I was supposed to go to the office and decided not to. I was like, you know, I'm just not feeling it. And Thursday, I got out of bed and just walking from the bed to the bathroom. I almost passed out, y'all. Like I was in the shower. The shower wasn't opening me up. Meanwhile, I got my test results back, COVID negative. Um, I took another at home just to be safe, y'all. I'll tell you something. It was a trip. I was scared to death. And a buddy of mine, along with my mom, a couple people, they were like, get your behind to the hospital. So went ahead to the hospital, packed a little bag, make sure my CPAP was in there, some extra clothes. I was like, there's a chance I'm going to stay over. And um, y'all, let me tell you something. Um, it was crazy. It was crazy. I was sitting there and y'all, they give you this app. There's an app that you can put on your phone. And as my test results are coming back in, so mind you, I haven't gone to the back yet. They took me, triaged me. Um, so they know what's going on. I'm nervous about, you know, I'm telling them shortness of breath. I'm a big guy, obviously. I'm sweating profusely. I'm looking like I had a heart attack, right? Um, and they go and take my blood. They do the EKG. I even asked the lady with the EKG. She, I was like, is, how's everything looking? And she said, well, there's nothing making me, if, if something was wrong, like look like blaring wrong, I would be running to grab some doctors. She said, I may not tell you what's going on, but I would run and grab some doctors. She said, so I don't see that. I'm like, okay. So then I'm getting test results back for my blood work. And I'm like, oh, okay. So first I'm getting some normal, you know, the, the normal stuff coming through. I'm I'm screenshotting it, sending it to my, my, my mom and dad, my, my wife. And look, my doctorate is, is in theology and communications. I do not have a medical doctor, <laughs> but I am analyzing myself. I mean, that's their fault because they didn't put me in. They should have sent me to the back and they shouldn't have given me the app. So meanwhile, I'm sitting there with this app. All these things are coming in. So we're diagnosing. Oh, well, your white blood cell count is really high. I must be fighting off an infection. Shirella's like, yeah, it sounds like it, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, this one level comes through and it is blaring. So I Google it because I have no clue what it is. It's one of those proteins that tells you if you had a heart attack. So all of a sudden, if I wasn't having a heart attack, I was having one at that moment because I, I started it. heart was palpitating. <laughs> it's funny now because this is on the other side of it. But I'm sitting there. I text Chevelle. I said, Lord have mercy. I didn't have a heart attack. I felt like uh, Fred Sanford. This is the one. This is the one. <laughs> Y'all. It's funny now. It was not funny at the time, y'all. So I'm sitting here like, and then there was another one that was um, a number four if to determine if you had possibly had a blood clot. And it was through the roof. It was like in the thousands. But meanwhile, they have not taken me to the back yet, y'all. So I want y'all to keep that in mind. I text Surveillance. I said, I didn't have a heart attack. Blah, blah, blah. She said, did they tell you this? I'm like, well, no. And, you know, I got all indignant. Well, I can read. You know, I can. I know how to Google. She has Y'all, I was the best. So anyway, they finally called me back and I walked myself back there. It wasn't like they wheeled me up. So obviously, if I was in that dire shape, they would have had me back there real quick. You know, whatever, whatever. Um, it got to a point, y'all, where they ruled, they pretty much ruled out a heart attack, but it was looking more and more likely that I had a blood clot in, in somewhere in my lungs. Um, so they went and did the little scan of my legs, didn't see anything there. But they've started treating me for it. And there's a scan that I need to lose probably as of today, I need to lose probably about seven to eight more pounds. And then I'm able to go get the scan just to kind of pinpoint where it is at. Um, and they put me on um, some blood thinners and kind of reconfigured my blood pressure meds. Y'all, let me tell you something. I feel like a new man. I'm not even going to lie, y'all. I feel like a new man. Um, they had me leave um, the hospital. I would have left on Saturday, but my heart, my blood pressure was still like a little, little crazy. So they let me out on Sunday and um, I, I felt a little weird Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but then Wednesday, I kind of felt it turning around. I think it was just, you know, how I liken it to is um, I liken it to if any of you had a pool and you get a pool ready and open for the summer and you got to balance all the chemicals and, and all of a sudden after a while, it just slowly gets right. That's what I felt like. I felt, I felt like I was getting balanced. <laughs> I was getting open for the summer. Um, so I do have to tell you, I, I, I am um, feeling a whole lot better, y'all. Not out the woods yet, right? Because we got to still pinpoint what's going on. I have a follow-up, a couple follow-ups next week, um, but I feel a whole lot better. And um, I know many of you have been praying uh, for me in this health journey along the way, um, but I just wanted to let you know. So when I say I, I can't take this for granted, y'all, let me tell you something. I can't take this for granted. 
Um, God has given me another chance and um, I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do. Right. So um, I just want to say thank you all for your love and support and encouragement. Thank you for just encouraging me along the way as, um, you know, just going through this health journey. Um, you know, that this is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And um, I think uh, the, the one thing that kind of just hit me a little bit was um, it seems like God keeps on like stepping it up, allowing it to be stepped up. Right. So it was like before it was one thing. Then it was like, yes, yeah, this other thing. But then now it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be forced to do what you have to do um, to make these lifestyle, this lifestyle commitment, um, because there's more there's more work that needs to be done. Um, there's work that needs to be done. Clearly, he has more work that he has for me to do. And um, part of that is here at Headspace with Dr. Mike. So I do not take it lightly that we are here today. Um, and uh, just thank you, God, uh, just for, you know, just giving people the insight. So. I don't know about you all, but I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm just happy, y'all. So uh, let's get a little praise for that. I'm definitely, definitely happy about those things. Um, man, there's so much. There's so much that's been happening. Um, my God, there's so much that's been happening. Let's see. Um, we have uh, the Supreme Court, uh, Associate Justice, uh, the 116th new, new 116th Justice. Uh, has just been sworn in uh, yesterday uh, in the performer Katanji Brown Jackson, 51 years old, first African-American woman to be sworn in as an associate justice in the Supreme Court. Wow, congratulations, regardless of where your politics sit. Um, that is just something to to be, um, you know, to just be happy about. Um, I was watching her get sworn in and I was thinking about my grandparents um, just wishing that they could see that. Could see that. And uh, even my, you know, even my father, I was thinking about him, too, um, you know, because he grew up in the segregated South. And, um, you know, just I'm sure those who grew up in that environment to be able to see that and the fact that she got there on her mer her own merits. Right. I mean, she is, you know, highly qualified, again, regardless of what you 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 think about her politics. And I don't even know if it's politics. It's just how she views the law. And her interpretation of the law, um, one of the things that has become clear, and we'll talk about this a little bit after one of our breaks, is just talk about some of the uproar that the Supreme Court has been causing. You know, one thing we've seen is that um, there are different interpretations to this 200 and something year old document. And um, there's a lot of interpretation depending on where you sit in your perspective, your view of it. Um, I did not go to law school. I didn't even take a law class in any of my education. You know, I think I took civics. And, and in order to pass high school, we had to take civics. Um, it was called, um, um, you know, just government, understand how government, we had to pass a test um, in order to graduate um, civics, civics exam to pass a test to understand basics. Um, and, you know, the average American, by the way, couldn't pass the test that is required of um, people who are wanting to uh, get naturalized as citizens from other countries. And so um, that is definitely something that has been showcased over these last couple of years <laughs> about how some people did not pay attention in government's class, government class. So, um, but uh, I just wanted to point that out. We're going to talk a little bit later about what's happening with the SCOTUS and some, uh, some uproar that they have made. Um, but right now, um, I just want to um, just congratulate and celebrate Katanji Brown. My boo is in the house. She's putting her hands up. She is uh, one of my nurses. She is the head nurse. She is the charge nurse, um, director of nurses <laughs> for Michael Dorsey's care. And so uh, definitely want to say thank you, babe. Love you. Um, reaching out to my parents as well, who were there for emotional support and just uh, just there, as well as my mom and love. Um, from a distance in Ohio, just all of you for your love. But um, again, want to congratulate Katanji Brown Jackson, 116th Associate Justice. And you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael, clients of his, as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit him up at GWalt Services on Instagram. 
Remember, G-Walk Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So today's Heads Up is titled Surf's Up. Today's Heads, heads Up is titled Surf's Up. So we're in the middle of the summer. Um, July 4th is on Monday. Uh, and that usually, for me, growing up, was always like the... Uh, I mean, you, you're getting to the pinnacle of the, the summer with July 4th. Um, and so with that, um, you know, once we do that, we head on down towards uh, Labor Day and we're in the throes of the summer, right? I always, I like it into that. Just like, um, you know, we have Christmas and then we have New Year's and then you have like the throes of winter, right? And then all of a sudden, just the next big thing is when we change over to spring. And so same rules apply for July 4th. It's almost like, we get to this high piece of the summer and now we're, we're, we're coasting through the summer and then we get to the end of the summer at some point, which I'm always sad about because I love the summer. But nonetheless, one of the thoughts that was just coming to my mind is, you know, this is beach weather. Um, you know, at some point I'm going to make it over to the beach. And, um, you know, there was something that you always hear about is uh, surfers will say something about surfs up. And it's a very fascinating concept. If any of you have ever followed surfing, I'm not really a surfer. Um, but I do understand a little bit about surf culture. But one of the things you'll go if you go somewhere where there's a lot of surfing, in particular if you're in Hawaii or even California, you'll notice that at some point in the day, you'll notice a bunch of people just sitting on their boards and they're sitting out there. And what they're doing is they're waiting for a good wave. And um, what will happen is at some point, the waves will really start to move in and shake in and doing what they do. And you hear one of them say surfs up. In other words, the waves are ready for you to ride right? The waves are ready. They're ready for you to do it. It's up to you now. The waves have done their, are doing their part. Now it's up to you. Listen to what I'm saying here. And um, one of the thoughts that came to my mind is we're, we're in a place right now of just a lot of transition, right? Um, in the work that I do, one of the big areas that we're dealing with is something called the great resignation, where people have come out of the COVID um, pandemic and have basically said, yeah, I'm not sure that what I was doing before COVID is something that I want to, to do now at this next piece of my life. You know, for whatever reason, some people kind of got to a place where they saw their life flash before their eyes. Um, all of us have experienced a lot of loss as a result of COVID. And so that kind of puts things in perspective, especially when you're just starting to think about just, just how, how valuable life is and how fragile life is. Um, there's also a point where people are starting to realize when they were actually at home, they were like, yeah, I kind of don't like this anymore, or I kind of want to pursue this or whatever it is. We're at a place now where there's a lot of transition, right? There's a lot of transition. People are transitioning into different things. And I'm going to talk a little bit later. Uh, Kirk Franklin gave a, a great speech at the BET Awards. And one of the things um, he talked about was just the, the opportunity for our elders to start passing the torch to the next generation. And, and, and I hear a lot. I have a kind of conversation with folk. I've even engaged in conversation myself about, you know, here I am going to be 45 next year. And it's like, what do I have to show for it as it pertains to leadership, right? What, what do I really have to show for it? And one of the things that I started recognizing is that, you know what? The wave is ready, surfs up. It's time for us to start stepping into whatever it is, right? You know what God has called you into. You know what it is that God has gifted you with, or maybe you don't. So maybe you need, maybe you're stepping up. It's starting to, to start moving in towards the path of finding out what exactly is it that you want me to do, right? Um, maybe your surfs up is to start, um, networking with some folk that are going to get you closer to what it is that you're trying to do. You know, um, I talked to a bunch of my preacher friends and, you know, some of the things they say is, you know, I don't get to preach, blah, blah, blah. The internet is free. Like, as, I mean, the internet, like doing stuff on the internet is free. You can do a live whenever you want, right? You can do a Facebook live. You can do a YouTube live. You can do an Instagram live. Like if you feel that God is calling you to preach to the masses, well, guess what? Set yourself up and preach to the masses, right? Like, I mean, you don't need someone to give you permission. Now, understand this. I do think that there is something for getting um, the blessing of those who serve as your elder council, right? So whoever it is, like for instance, you know, there are things that I've pursued and I do make sure I talk with my bishop about it. And I also talk with, um, you know, my other pastor in Ohio about, you know, some things I'm thinking, because those are people that have been kind of placed in my mind by God to kind of, you know, look out for what it is that I'm doing and offer their counsel. 
Um, so I don't, I want to make sure that, you know, if there is something that you're, you're feeling that you want to do, make sure you run it by your elder council. You know what I mean? Like whoever is that, that person that you kind of run stuff through life decisions through, that's who it is. Right. Um, but at the same token, one of the things I want you to, you know, be clear on is understanding what it is that you believe God has called you to do. I posted something on uh, Facebook a couple of days ago, um, talked about the fact that not everybody's going to understand your calling because it wasn't a conference call. And that that sounds so funny, right? But it's so true. Like there's some things that God has called you to that you've been called to do in your life. But you know what? Like not everybody got that call. Not everybody knows the background. They don't know the backstory. They don't know um, the, the, the times that you were spending time, you know, praying and studying and whatever it is. They don't know about all that. Right. And so you have to enlighten these people on that sometimes, you know, you have to say, look, this is what I feel. This is why I feel it. And, and then you have to move with it. But at the end of the day, surfs up. It is time for you to start stepping into what it is that you believe you're supposed to do. Stop blaming other people for why you're not. Right. Stop blaming other people. I get it. There was some folk who weren't supportive of you in the past. I get it. You got you have you have a cheering squad now or find a cheering squad. Go somewhere else. Right. Go somewhere else, right? Go, go, go to where you feel you're going to be able to have the bigger impact, the bigger difference. Um, we got some talk going on in sports world that UCLA and USC, University of Southern California, are leaving the Pac-10 conference and are going coming over to the Big Ten conference, which I think is wild, right? The Big Ten, you know, having gone to Ohio State and been out in the Midwest seeing big, you know, Big Ten, and now Maryland's a part of the Big Ten, but now UCLA and USC. Because they feel like it's going to be a better, it's going to be a better opportunity for them, and 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 I have to appreciate that. Like, like there are moves that you have to make because it is a better opportunity for where you're supposed to go. Sometimes we're sitting waiting for people to give us permission. You can't sit and wait for permission if God called you to something. You got to move. You got to walk into it. Now, if you're not ready for it, you got to start figuring out what do I need to do to start getting ready for it. Right. You know, I am one of those people that if you know if you believe you're called to preach, but you don't really know how to study the Bible, then that's a problem for me. Because, yes, the Holy Spirit's going to give you insight when you look at stuff. But he also says to study to show thyself approved. Right. And it's the idea of study means to toil. It means to actually to break a sweat. That word study is the word that is used to like talk when you study the Greek. See what I'm doing here? Like because I have a background in understanding biblical Greek, I can really dissect what the author's intent possibly was in the scripture. And I can expound on it to other people. There's work that has to be done. And I think a lot of times where we get caught up is that we look at other people who are doing the things that we're interested in doing and we see the good side of it, but we don't see the other side of it. I tell my speech students all the time, I say, understanding if you want to be a good speaker, it is two parts preparation, one part delivery, two parts preparation and one part delivery. See, a lot of people want to see the glory, like they see the stuff on the stage, they see the, you know, the great outfit and the, the catchy phrases that are used and they, they see the little video clips and the PowerPoint slides and, and all these other things that are happening. But what they don't see is the hours upon hours of studying, of, of, of putting together different things, the practice that has to go into it, right? Good speakers are practicing speeches all the time. And the other piece of it that goes into it is that there's another piece of discipline, right? I don't know too many ugly, very successful professional speakers. I mean, they ugly. They could be ugly. Y'all know what I mean by that. Like, they, they, they may be ugly, but they're they not ugly because they're not trying. <laughs> they just, they just work. <laughs> that just sounds so bad, I know. But it's the point is, like, they look put together. Their bodies are in shape. Like, they look a certain, they, they look the part, Right. That's because it's a part of the package. The surf's up. It is time for you to start stepping into that. A lot of times, one of the things we have to recognize is that if there's something that we're supposed to be doing and there's something we want to do and, and you're getting upset because other people are kind of blocking your way, then you need to start moving in that direction if you truly believe that's what it is. Now, if they're blocking your way because they see something that you're not trying to see and you're trying to ignore it, that's another conversation for another day. But I promise you, I really do promise you that there is somebody who is willing to be there on your front row. But it may be that you got to change some of your environments. Y'all, I'm going to tell you something. There are some friends that I have lost through the years. We're associates. And, and what 
the reason why I, I call them associates now is because I realized we weren't truly friends and that's okay. Like I have a whole lot of people on Facebook who are, are watching me, um, you know, from a distance and I try to interact with many of them as much as possible. But those people, I would, I would be silly to think that all those people are my friends. They're not my friends. Some of them are, are on there. We're connected because we kind of have to be. And then some of them, let's keep it real, are connected because they want to see what I'm doing. They want access to what I'm having. Then later on down the road, I'll look back and realize, oh, this is what so-and-so is doing. So I want you to understand something. There's always people who are going to watch, right? The key is who do you have that's in your circle and is helping you get to where you want to get to? So surf's up, y'all. Surf's up. It's time. It's time for you to start stepping into what it is that you know that you're supposed to do. And guess what? Y'all, I'm going to tell you something. This is my heads up. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Woo! All right now. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate that. Hope it was helpful to you. Y'all, so much is going on. So we, uh, the... Hey, Mama Harris, how are you? Good to see you are online today. Good to see you. Um, so, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Oh, Lord help us. R. Kelly. He was given 30 years. And I'm kind of confused. I thought we've been past the R. Kelly thing. Like, I thought, uh, but I, you have to remember that the courts take time. And so, um, but this one, 30 years. Um Wow. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a sad it's a sad situation. Um, I, I do feel for for Robert as Gail King makes sure we understood that's what his first name was. Um, you know, I, I am the recipient of grace, but I also believe that there are consequences for the actions that we perform. Right. There are, there are consequences. And one of the things that I am a very big fan of is making sure everybody understands um, that consequences are not always bad. Like consequences are just the results of action. Right. For instance, um, the consequences of me being able to live a little longer is um, I'm sorry, the consequences of me um, taking my health into my own hands will be that I'm living a little longer, right? Um, but the consequences of me not taking good care of myself when I need to be is, you know, I have situations like what I just came out of or what I'm coming through, right? So consequences can be good. They can be bad. They are simply, it's whatever. It is It is that thing, right? And uh, so R. Kelly, man, you know, <laughs> the law says that you're not supposed to be doing those things with um, underage folk. And uh, from the accounts of things, it was seen that you were. I do feel bad for him, though, because he does come from a, um, you know, deprived situation. And, um, you know, hurt people do hurt people, right? And, um, and, you know, sometimes people don't know no better because they don't know no better. And one of the things I am finding is that um, there were a lot of things that went on back, you know, back in the day, even before I was born that now are starting to show up because we're in a different environment. We're in a different culture, right? And um, things that, just because things were were not talked about back then does not mean that they weren't right. It just means they weren't talked about back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I think that we have to get out of this habit of, um, you know, oh, now all of a sudden everybody's a snowflake and everybody's soft. And I, I do think that there's some of that going on too. But I mean, when you're, Miss misusing and misapplying your um, authority and your um, your prowess and your strength um, and and your you know dealing with people who are vulnerable. I mean that's just not right. So um, my prayers are with uh, Mr. Kelly, and um, I just pray that he gets the help that he needs. I believe uh, last I read that there was some help that was going to be given to him. Um, he's ordered to do some um, help. Um, get some help when it comes to his sexual um, addictions and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, definitely it. 
Um, Colorado Avalanche are the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Congratulations. Something good comes out of Denver. <laughs> Speaking of sports, congratulations. Yes, congratulations for that. I don't really follow hockey like that. So um, thank you for informing me, Kevin. Appreciate you. Um, R. Kelly said, uh, R. Kelly is really messed up. I think that he should be in jail longer. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of arguments about that. I don't know about all the stipulations. I know that there are things called sentencing guidelines and all this other stuff that's happening. Um, so yeah, I, I think though, that's one of other charges. So I don't think, I don't think he's going to get out, um, in his lifetime. Um, cause I mean, he's what 50, 60 now. Um, so 30 years. 80 um yeah i don't i don't necessarily know there's much more you know of, of of a long life that he'll get um so i don't know um but yeah you might and some are even arguing that his sentence was light compared to i mean was heavy compared to the the Giseline lady um who was the accomplice with the gary epstein situation if you're not following that you need to google that whole situation. And one of the things, you know, I always try to tell people, and that's one of the things I like for us here at Headspace with Dr. Mike is to educate people, is really kind of just pay attention to what you're saying. <laughs> because I get it, but sometimes what happens is we compare apples, sometimes we compare apples to oranges, and sometimes we compare apples to automobiles, right? Like, it's like what she is, she's considered an accomplice. So it's, theirs is more like apples to oranges, only because it was dealing with the um, the sex trafficking situation. Um, you got to remember that there are different jurisdictions. There are different laws that they've been up uh, that they're considered to have broken. Um, and then, you know, he was the perpetrator. She was the um, accomplice. So I think that that's something to always take in consideration, too. And, you know, I still do have some kind of trust in the, the process, the law process. Um, so I can't, you know, I yeah, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, 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 to balance that. So, um, nonetheless, uh, we definitely gonna be praying now on a, on a brighter note it's kind of just sad a little bit. Have y'all been following the, uh, the McDonald's, um, saga with, um, the father of the, the kid, the mother put him on blast because he brought McDonald's over for his kid, but not the others. Um, and it raised a stir. And there's even some stir out there that she is a content creator. Um, and so maybe it was staged, although I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe because she's a content creator, she was able to, to just put it out there. Um, and so the whole issue is, you know, what about the other kids? And there's so many layers to it. I wish the girls were in. I, 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 we're going to have to deal with this when they're back in because uh, there's so many layers to it. Um, my initial thought is I understand he's taking care of his kid. Um, I don't think I would be able to just take, if knowing that the other kids are there, um, I don't know that I'd be able to do that, right? Um, I don't know that I'd be able to just take some from my kid and then um, leave the other ones by. Now, with that being said, I don't know the whole story. I don't know everything that's going on. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the arguments that she gives is, you know, they were together at one point. So he was actually going to be the stepdaddy of these kids. And so then the fact that he's cut them off like that, that is, that's, I don't know about that. I think that's a hard issue right there. Um, but then on the other side of it, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know that I could do that. I just wouldn't, I, for two reasons. One is I just, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just let these other kids be hungry. Um, and I'm not paying attention to them. But then number two, I don't necessarily know that I want to put the, the, my son in that spot. You know, I don't know that I'd want to put him in a spot where he's sitting there eating his, you know, his McDonald's and his chicken nuggets. And they just sitting there looking at him. Like, I just don't know that I would want to. This is weird. You know, it's just, the whole situation is just unfortunate. So um, I'm eager to hear what the, what the Christie's and the Crystal and the Christine and all them have to say about it. Um, what do y'all say about the whole situation? What are y'all's thoughts on it? But I I am not there. Um, Mama Harris said, you are so right. Things that happen in the dark are coming to light. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Things that are done in the dark do definitely come to light. That was something that I was raised on, that, um, you know, you do these things in the dark, they are going to come to light. So um, but the thing with the the, the, the kids and, and the, the McDonald's and stuff, I'm not sure. But um, stay tuned 
we are going to um, have more about that. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Head-to-heads are always fun. So if you have some ideas for head-to-heads, by all means, please, please, please send them our way. Send them our way. Jarella said they all eat or no one eats. It's not the kid's fault that they're in the middle of the parent situation. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I, I mean, I just, based off of what's on the surface, I feel like that. That's kind of where I'm at on that. If they all eat or none of us, none of them eating. If that means I can't necessarily get McDonald's, I may get, I may get a big thing. Look, we have a... Um, we have a restaurant here, and I'm not going to give you all the name of it because I don't want them to get wind of it, and then they catch on to it. But they have this kid's meal. I think one time we went, and um, this was back when Mike was a baby or so, just younger. He was a toddler. He was a little older than toddler, but toddlerish. How's that? And we ordered a um, kid's meal spaghetti, and it was a lot. Like, when I tell you a lot, like, I could try to eat it and I would get full and wouldn't even get to finish it. Like that's how much it was. It was crazy. So there are times where we go and it was cheap, like cheap. And so there are times where we'd um, actually order um, three orders of that kid's meal spaghetti from this place. And that would be dinner for a couple of days in our house. And um, so that may be what I have to do. I may just have to do something like that. I may have to do something where I can find, you know, a bunch of food for all of them. And even if the other ones are eating something, at least I know something's there for them. You know, I guess I guess this is where I'm at. But I suspect there's a little more to this story. Um, and so stay tuned. You know, it all comes out in the wash. Um, last weekend was the um, BET Awards. And uh, first of all, can I just tell y'all, I just feel like if you ever want to talk about a humbling situation, there are times, um, there are times Kevin agrees with you, by the way, Shirelle. I agree with you 100%, Shirelle. Good. There we go. Um, there are times where I sit and I just feel like a real old man because I have no clue who these people are um, that are performing. But what I will say is that Kirk Franklin and Maverick City, um, their set was incredible. As um, just this Maverick City thing is just, I have, I have a couple of thoughts about it. And one day I may talk about it, um, some other thoughts about it. But um I, I, I am on Team Maverick City now uh, because I like what they're trying to do. Um, I like what they're trying to do. And um, anyway, it was time. Um, there was a Kirk Franklin was up for an award. And I guess he did it with them, um, this particular number that won the award. And I want you to listen to what his acceptance speech was. Um, it, it really had an impact. As I've been blessed to have an opportunity to win this award before. And I've been blessed to be in front of the most beautiful people in the world, my people, my entire career. We love you. My people are the most talented, the most gifted, the most anointed. And, and my job is to not only serve you, but my job is to also serve the next generation. I have up here the next generation. And, and one thing that I've always had a problem with when it comes to our, to our elders, a lot of times they will hold a position until they die and they don't pass the baton and they die with the baton. So many of us, so many of us died in financial poverty because those that had the wealth did not pass the baton. So many... So many black churches died in ignorance because the pastor would not step down and pass the baton. So tonight, because I've been blessed, I want to be a blessing to the next generation. Maverick City deserves this baton. This award, I want to grace it to Maverick City, the next generation of gospel music. Give it up for them right now. 
Crazy. Crazy. Wow. Um, I, I, first of all, Kirk Franklin is a class act to me. Kirk Franklin is, um, you know, there, there are some of them, uh, his outfit was a little suspect, but that's another conversation for another day. But, um, he is just a class act. Um, I, you know, I put him, CC Winans, uh, you, uh, Elder Bree Dupree has been on here a few times. She she one day posted about how Cece Winans is Jesus's sister. <laughs> um, you know, people like Kirk Franklin, Cece Winans, Fred Hammond, Israel Houghton, um, even Marvin Sapp. Those people are like their institutions, um, and just they. And I mentioned all of them because they were the ones that were always willing to step outside the box that people wanted to put them in. And I call it they stepped, they stepped into, they stepped outside of one box into the kingdom box. And and, and I love that. I love that about them. Um, recognizing the kingdom is more than just the color of our skin or the types of churches that we're a part of. Um, but it's a whole lot bigger than that. And he really, what are y'all's thoughts? Like, um, you know, that idea of um, you know, Tanil, I'm with you. Yeah, I watched the BT Wood. Yes, it was so lost. Maverick City was a great performance, absolutely. Um, but I love what he said. He said, look, basically what I took from his speech was, look, I've won several of these. And to be honest with you, now it's time for me to step aside and give what I got while I'm still here so that you guys can move on and take it to the next step. And I imagine, I imagine that one of the reasons why he's able to do that is because he knows what it felt like to be in their shoes. Because um, remember when Kirk Franklin and the family came out, they were considered revolutionary. You know, they were they were a little different. You know, um, but he was able to find that balance. Like he really was able to blend the contemporary with the traditional, and I think that's what helped ease him into it. But then he started doing some things that was just a little out the box, and um, I know the elders weren't having it. And we're at a we're at a juxtaposition now because we do we have a lot of. We have a lot of leaders who are older. Like when I say older, they're over 65, 70, 80. And, um, you know, what that means, there's a bunch of us. I'm 45. I could be 45 next year, you know, and many of these people who were in the positions that they're in, they started when they were younger than what I am now. Like I'm at a place where I'm starting to be considered older. You know, I'm starting to be considered an elder. And um, I've, I've seen this. this is not just in church. This is happening at work. I'm looking at, you know. One of my coworkers in in the chat, like we're watching some of that unfold as we even deal with life. It's like now all of a sudden these older people, they're dying off. Like it's not even like they're handing it off. They're forced to let it go. Like they're dying in the chair. And what happens is they kept everything so tight to the belt and to the waist and to the heart that when it was time for, you know, someone else to kind of like step into that role, they weren't ready. We, we're not ready for it because we don't know all the ins and outs of it. Like you were the mover and shaker of things. You were the one that took the special conversations. You were the one that took the special engagements. You were the one that took the special meetings. And now all of a sudden, here I am finding myself in this position. And I'm lost. And so now we've lost traction. And it's not good to anybody. Now everybody's lost ground. Whereas what I see what Kirk Flanken is saying here, he's saying um, um, one of the things he was saying is, look, you know, now is the time for me to start handing this off to them. And I love this idea of let me hand this off to you while I'm still here. So you don't have to guess. It's almost like I liken it to um, the training wheels, right? If I'm on training wheels, right? If I'm learning how to ride a bike and I'm on training wheels, if I tip to the side, I still have the wheels kind of holding me together. So that way I can still keep on learning what I need to learn, but I'm in a safe environment, right? Why can't you be my training wheel. Look, here's the thing. I don't necessarily want to take over right now. I guess the whole thing, I think some of them, yes, Neil. succession planning is a must. That is leadership. Absolutely. And I think that sometimes we got to think about that. And so I appreciate what Kirk said. Thank you. Thank you for saying it. I want more to say it uh, because I don't think anywhere in there am I hearing, you know, we're just trying to tell y'all to just go somewhere and die. We're not saying that at all. What we are saying is, look, I'm going to have to take over this. I'm going to have to do it. I look at the situation with um, the, the monarchy. 
um, the queen. Like, it's like the queen is holding on to that. And I, I understand she has her reasons for why she's holding on. I think one of the reasons why she's holding on is not even what people think, you know, because some people are like, she's just being selfish. I don't even think it has anything to do with that. I think for her, um, the whole, when you start studying the monarchy, because I watch The Crown, so I'm an expert on it now. <laughs> one of the things that you find is that there was so much, like her being um, named as the queen was controversial because actually it was her uncle who, you know, left the throne. I forget what that's called. Absolved from the throne or something like that. And so he left the throne. So actually it was supposed to be, you know, her uncle. And then she ended up taking over because she was the next in line. And so the idea of her just stepping down, it just still makes it a little weird. And I think just, she just wants to keep everything consistent. So the reasoning for why people do sit in those places, I do think are honorable. Um, I want to make sure I go on record as to saying this, that I'm not saying that the reason why they're standing is because they want to be selfish. Although I do think there's some of that going on, right? But I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that they don't, one, they don't know how to step down because, you know, I, I know there's a lot of retirees who they might as well just be working again because <laughs> they don't know how to sit still, right? Um, but you know, moving into the next thing and, and, and I just, I just, I'm worried though. I'm worried that we're going to get to a place where, um, <laughs> with, <laughs> Tadeo said, she does also does not want Camilla to be queen. I love it. Listen to Neil. She doesn't <laughs> Do we know that to be fact though, to Neil, that she does not want Camilla to be queen? I don't, I don't know about all that is fact, but <laughs> At least according to the crown, though, I can see I can see how that we will go with that. Sharella <laughs> said, "Those that are in a position to hand off their nuggets of knowledge and wisdom must trust the process that the receivers will move it all forward." Amen. That's 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 wise. Um, I live with wise counsel, as y'all can see, and I think that is wise. You know. Um, and Kevin said, um, "Yep, it was a great move by Kirk Franklin," and he says, "It's like I always say, with age comes wisdom." Absolutely. Now I am now now with that I want people to understand something. I am going to say there is something for um, getting to a certain point. That's one of the reasons why when you study, um, you know, successful leaders, one of the things you will find is that they do hit their sweet spot in their mid forties, between their mid forties and mid fifties. Like that's when it really starts happening. And um, you know, I think growing up in this age of Facebook and YouTube and seeing you know twenty four hour news. There are some people who were, um, they were, they were, they were outliers. Like they were people, um, they were people who um, were an anomal anomalies, right? And what we're finding though is that there are some things that you know Mark Zuckerberg doesn't have it all together, right? And so there are things that we just don't know about um, that we have to understand. Elon Musk, I look at him and he's, you know, this this. There's a couple of nuts and bolts that aren't quite tight with him either. And so I think that, you know, you got to always be careful about that. There is something about that sweet spot that does happen with age. Like at some point your age does, you've seen some things, you've seen how some things have worked. You've matured. I'm getting to a place now where I'm starting to get a little more um, settled in who I am. Right. And, and the good and the bad. I don't think I'm at the place yet where I'm going to wear the, the dark socks with sandals, but I can understand how, that happens. You know what I mean? Like, because you get to a point where you're like, I just don't care. I'm going to do this because this, this feels comfortable to me. Like, this is comfortable for me. And I'm going to do that. And, and I, I don't care what you think. So I think there is something for that. Um, and, and I think that in, in those high levels of leadership, um, one of the things I always do talk about is that the air is pretty thin up there. Um, you know, I was thinking back the other day, not the other day, a couple of years ago. Remember a couple of years ago when people were just dying left and right on Mount Everest? And, um, you know, one of the things that was happening was that these these were very successful climbers. These are people who had been to the top of Everest several times and they were dying. Like, what is going on? And what they traced it back to was that there was an increased amount of amateurs who were making the trek. But when they get to a certain um, point in, in the ascension to the summit, um, you have to go one by one and the air is really thin. And you had some folk who weren't used to that altitude and they were slowing down the process. This is going to help somebody here. They were slowing down the process. And so what was happening was um, folk weren't prepared for the process to be as slowed down as it was. And therefore, these experienced 
these experienced people were, were, were dying. And what they were saying was that maybe just maybe they have to have some kind of testing or whatever before a person can get to that point that they have to be able to achieve that in order because other people are going to die because they're blocking it up. Why? Because they're not built yet for that altitude. And um, one of the things I, I always tell people, the higher you go in leadership, you know, we talk about these C-suites and, you know, I'm a chief learning officer. We have chief of this and chief of that. One of the things I'm going to tell you is at those levels, the air is thin. Not everybody, not everybody can, can, can manage it. It's not, it's not comfortable, right? It's, it's, there have, there are fringe benefits that people think are there, but it's some thin air. Like they're lonely, right? It's lonely up there. Um, there's a lot at stake. Um, you know, I always, I always kind of joke that if I mess up in my job now, um, it makes the news, you know, I go, I go to prison <laughs> for messing up in my job. Right. Whereas, you know, other person, they may actually get moved to another unit or they may actually, you know, quietly be told, you know, go ahead and put your resignation letter in at my level, you get marched out of a door. Um, your, your, your belongings get mailed to you. And um, you may make the front page of the newspaper. Um, and, and, and the air is thinner. Um, so I never want to take away from that. Um, but we got to do better about just building up our next generation of leaders because otherwise we're going to be in trouble. Tanil is signing off. Yep, exactly. You know. You are you already know. Anyway, with that, um, bravo to you. Um, no time to pack. That's right. <laughs> you ain't got no time to pack. Not at all. You ain't got no time to pack at all. So um let's let's keep our prayers for, for kirk franklin i appreciate what he did i'm eager to see um what comes about that and uh yeah let's go on and take a quick break and we're gonna round out focused on photo versed in video for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots casual candidates to structured scenes our team can provide whatever you need in Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, Any Media. For any media, for anything, contact us so we can create. Oh, Supreme Court. Woo! You want to talk about some Fourth of July fireworks? I tell you what, they, woo, they let that thing go. Can y'all imagine if the, um, if the opinion hadn't been leaked, can y'all just imagine what life would have been like had the opinion not been leaked? Like, I almost just feel like whoever did it, they lightweight should get a bonus because <laughs> they kind of saved they kind of saved us. Because you know, even though it was still a, I think a lot of people didn't think it was going to. Um, I didn't think it was going to turn out like that. Um, Kevin said, don't get me started on this. I get you, Kevin. You know, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it today, but I do have to address it. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait for everybody to get back in the studio because I think there's more conversation to be had about this. I think there's two There's two conversations here, all right? And I want to make sure here at Headspace with Dr. Mike, you understand my heart. Um, I think there's two conversations here. I think there is the conversation about whether or not abortion should be a thing, right? On a moral status, right? A moral compass um so regardless of depending on where your religious beliefs are how you view the, the sanctity of life that sort of thing i think that is a conversation but i also think the conversation has to be around living in what we call a constitutional republic and i think that that is where i'm stuck um because um i think that before all this happened, the trust for the process was already waning a little bit, but now it's like, wait a minute, what the heck is going on? You know, um, and so I think that we're at a we're at a place in our country um, the, where you know we really have to start having having these conversations. Um, so, so I think what's happening though in Facebook and in our echo chambers is we're blending the two. We're like, you know. Abortion is wrong, so therefore, this is a great judgment. And then it's like for those of us who I'm with you, like I don't, I don't agree with abortion, but at the same time, I don't necessarily know it's my call. First of all, I've never been in a position where I feel like I have no other choice, or 
Um, I've never been in a position where I feel like, you know what, this baby that's growing inside of me um, doesn't really on the paper, doesn't really stand a chance to really have that meaningful of a life. I don't know what that feels like. And so it's hard for me to, to just to say, well, you know what, regardless of all that you're going through, I still feel that you should. I, I have a hard time with that. That's me. Right. That's that's me. This is the I'm pro-life when it comes to and I'm all life. Right. Like so it's it's not just about these babies, but it's also about when they're 25, 26 years old and they're not surviving pullovers with their with the police officers. You, you get what I'm going with that? Like so I believe that we have to really have a couple of conversations here. So so with that being aside, where I sit on that part of it is my responsibility as a member of faith is to to Jesus called us to make disciples, right? To, to work towards getting disciples and teaching them how to follow Christ. And um, my job is to give them what they need to understand how to develop a relationship with him, a personal relationship, an intimate relationship with the Lord and, and learning how to listen to the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit guide you, right? And there are decisions that you need to make and the Holy Spirit is directing your path. So that when you're sitting in there and the doctor is saying A, B, and C, the Holy Spirit is comforting you or the Holy Spirit is giving you guidance, right? And that's between you and him. And that's why I feel about that. As it pertains to the law, I'm concerned. I'm concerned now because we are a country that was built on liberties, right? We are built on um, personal liberties and freedom. And while, you know, a lot of people talk about it was founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs-ish. I want to make sure we point that out. A lot of the folk who wrote the Constitution, they didn't believe in the same God. Here's the other part. They believed in slavery. They believed in women being less than man. So there was an implicit bias that went into the writing of the constitution and of course we had amendments but who were in the power structure of the building of the amendments i just think that that we have a lot of other conversations to be had and so my prayer is that um you know look you're not happy with how this plays out elections have consequences elections have consequences and so what I will tell you to do is I will tell you to start looking at the people who believe in line with what you believe, and you need to show up at the poll and you need to vote for them. That's all we can do right now. And pray, of course, pray, of course, uh, pray for our country. But I just I just think that we're, we're going down the slippery slope, this, this nationalistic um, call to Christianity. It's a little scary because what happens if a religion that's not your religion takes power, right? We have situations like we have in, you know, um, Afghanistan and other places like that, right? So I don't know. I just think that we have to really pay attention to what's going on. And if you're not happy with with who has is making these decisions, you need to vote. That's just what I say. I tell people all the time, go vote. Go vote. We've seen already the power of having to vote and what it can do. Go vote. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take one quick break, and then we're going to go ahead and get on our... Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. We always try to end every uh, episode with a head blown segment. My head is blown. Ah! And so without fail, I have to give you what we have our entry for that. Wealthy New Yorkers are receiving bladder Botox to reduce bathroom breaks while traveling to the Hamptons. Now, don't that sound like some rich people-ish? <laughs> so what's happening is, 
people are getting because there are New Yorkers who go to the Hamptons. You've heard about the Hamptons on the weekends and the traffic apparently is just so horrendous and there's no place for them to stop to go to the bathroom. Now, for someone who is in the midst of fat burn with my weight loss program and on a number of diuretics and stuff, I can understand this. However, they've gone too far in my opinion. The medical procedure includes prostate artery embolization, which reduces the prostate size in men. And the other is called bladder Botox, which decreases urinary function to women. Is your head blown yet? <laughs> they are getting a procedure that prevents them from having to go to the bathroom or the need to go to the bathroom as often. And that's what you do with money. You know what? For some people, there is no recession. Inflation is what you do to balloons. Um, and so on that note, y'all, I wish you all that God has for you. Thanks for tuning in today. I love you all. Uh, and I will see you next time. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.